Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Yeah, you want to do it one more time? I do. Let's go from the top. But that wasn't bad. Okay. It's hard to read. I know. It really is hard to read. I'm trying to like read and make it sound like I'm not. I know. How do you do that? Remember when we recorded our intro, how ridiculous it was? So silly. So bad. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, hi, friends. It's episode 47. We are here. We're here. To talk about priorities and distractions. Okay, I love it. What are you going to call that? I'll think about it later. Yeah, I think I was like, sometimes I like to pick an episode that's directly related to something that I could be struggling with. Well, that, look, when you suggested it, I said, this is a great idea. And then I immediately made a note. What made Alyssa want to talk about this? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay, let's hear it. Right now, I'm very buyer heavy. Yes, me too. And I haven't been buyer heavy (sighs) in a few months. Yeah. I'm a little rusty. Mm -hmm. And the amount of sporadic text messages. Oh, God. To which I politely respond, hey, can you please send me those houses to my email so when I get back to my computer, I can make notes. Mm -hmm. And they do. Yeah. And then they don't text me anymore because I asked. Yes. But I just feel like with the amount of new clients that I have at one time, and most of them are first timers, yep. I'm having to do a lot of like training the client, guiding them to the right place. And that's not hard when you're only doing it with one person, but when you're doing it with four or five newbies at one time, it's tough. It's very tough. And like, I'll be at a final walkthrough or at a listing interview and my phone lights up. And the first thing my brain does is like, look at it. Like, oh my gosh, I need to answer this. Somebody needs something. Right. So I have been, I feel managing it well and trying to just stay calm and prioritize during quarantine. I moved my email icon on my phone okay. to the last page. Oh, so you don't so know. It's not on my home screen anymore. Okay. And so if I want to check my email, I have to scroll three times to click on it. Yeah. I can't just automatically click on it. And that has been life changing. Yeah. I don't get the email alerts. Do you get like a number? I don't on get there? any alerts. Yeah. Okay. No, no. But if I see the number, I start getting anxious. See, mine doesn't populate the number. So my Mm. alerts are off and the email icon to me is just an email icon. It doesn't get a little red circle with the number, even though I'm getting email. So it's sort of the same thing as what you're doing. You're just putting it out of your, out of your vision. Yeah. And like the first few days that I did this, whenever I would check my email and it would say 47 new emails, I was instantly like, this was a bad idea. 
But then I cleaned it out in like 15, 20 minutes. It was fine. So it wasn't bad at all. And then I felt like I had control of my day. So I had written this down in my notes, but there was a study. Oh, let's hear it. Done from the University of California, Irvine. Okay. And this this lady named Gloria Mark studied distractions. Okay. And she said, on average, people were clicking on their email 74 times a day. That's me. It me. That's the average. The highest person in the study clicked on it 486 times. In one day? In one day. Now, look, I think you and I and probably a lot of realtors get 480 emails in a day, but I don't need to (laughs) click on it that many times. But I can, I know that there have been times where I have fallen guilty to like refresh, refresh. Oh, yeah. Like, like you're waiting. Just, yes. And it, I mean, it, it just comes from being in that mindset. Like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You don't know. That's totally so reactionary. To yeah. Yes. It's totally You don't even know what you should be doing. Yeah. Well, and I think that this is a great time to tell people to go back to the email episode it truly is a mindset that you you're, when you're sitting there waiting, it's very reactionary. It's very much like the, your email rules you and tells you what to do in your day. I'll tell you what I started doing this year. I no longer check, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I used to check my email when I woke up in bed, like before I got out yeah. of bed. I don't do it anymore. Instead, yay. I have an, I know, yay, hello. Um, instead, I have a notebook by my bedside. And when I wake up, I write down my goals for the year. Every single day, I repeat them. I write them down. That's awesome. So I find it's good. It keeps you from getting distracted from what you want to do in your day. But I still, like, my my note was, this is a work in progress for me. I am not good at keeping distractions at bay. And Mm-mm. especially because I think that social media is a part of my business that I think is good. That's like the ultimate distraction. Yeah. I mean, once you get on there, it's a rabbit hole. You're You're just down, lost somewhere else, not even doing anything work-related. So I just... Um, there are a lot of distractions, and I don't know how to keep them at bay. Well, I think it's important to know, like, we're talking about this today because it's something that we are constantly battling. I struggle with yeah. it. You struggle yeah. with it. We have some suggestions, and there are days where I handle this really, really well. Yeah. And then there are days where I'm just having an off day. Mm-hmm. And um, you know I'm a big fan of boundaries. Yes. Um, but I will say this. I had this in my notes, is that... If you aren't being responsible with your day and if you are not doing what you're supposed to do in your work life, mm-hmm. you've kind of lost the luxury of having boundaries temporarily. Yeah. And you may have to have a couple of late nights into the evening yeah. to catch up, to get to a place where you can get back under control. Everybody has been taken care of. I mean, if you are taking off all day to go on your kid's field trip yeah, or to go on a girl's trip or whatever it may be, you're probably going to have a late night that night. Yeah. And that's okay as long as it's not every single night. Right. But, you know, you have to – the only way to really efficiently get rid of the distractions is to stay on top of your work yeah. and to – and it's not that hard if you get it if you get a good routine going. Right. Well, I think that one of the notes I made is you have to know what's urgent in your work life and what is non-urgent. So I think you need to almost write down what are your tasks that you're repeating in your work. Like you work with buyers, you work with sellers, write out the task. Which ones are urgent and which ones are non-urgent? If I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of 
dealing with a closing that's happening in one or two days and I need to order a termite certificate or a warranty or something that's got to be done before a deadline. And then a brand new buyer who wants to buy in a year and a half contacts me. I don't need to create their MLS search at that moment. But part of me wants to because they are the squeaky wheel and you have to ignore the squeaky wheels when you know what's more urgent. But you know what's good about the squeaky wheel? What? Say it's Monday and they reach out to you and you're like having a crazy day and you know you need to set up this MLS search. You can say, that's so exciting. Can you please email me a list of things that are important to you? And I'm going to set up your search Wednesday morning. Yeah. They just need to know, this goes for anybody and everybody in any industry. This goes for me when I'm working with people. Yeah. I don't care when you're going to do it. I just need to know what the expectation is. I don't keep following up. And I'm not wondering like, where did she go? She forgot about me. She forgot about me. They want to know, oh, Wednesday. Yeah. She said she's doing it Wednesday. They don't care at all. No. They just want to know. And so I think also like communicating Mm -hmm. with your clients and with other agents to say, hey, I just want to let you know. And then at that time, you need to immediately put it on your calendar for Wednesday or put it in your reminders, wherever you write things down. Because if you tell someone you're going to do it that day, it better be done that day. Right. That's the ultimate thing. You've got to give them the expectation and then make yourself, you need to have a system for your to-dos. Like it cannot just Mm be Mm -mm. stickies all over your desk, you know, or stickies all over folders. I think that when I have a deadline like that, or if I promised someone I was going to call them in two days in the This happened this week to me because it is crazy right now. I had a past client send me a text message that's at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. that said, um, hey, I have a friend who I think is going to move to the area and I'm trying to help her answer some questions about searching for houses during COVID. She has some health concerns. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about that. Now, this text message came after she called me at 8 p.m., Now, she's in my personal sphere, so it's not as inappropriate, but still, it was a work-related call. So, And here I am with my kids trying to put them to bed and do all that stuff. So I responded to the text and I said, hey, with my kids right now, I can have appointments in the morning. I can call you tomorrow afternoon. And then I got my phone out in my calendar and I put 2 p.m. call so that I remembered to call. And that is the system you have to use. You can... You have the moment to do that when those things come in, as opposed to going to set up the MLS search in that moment. That's going to take, what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes? You writing into your calendar, do this Wednesday morning, takes two minutes at the most. I have a quote for this. Oh, let's hear it. You dictate your time or others will dictate it for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Either you're the boss of your business Mm -hmm. or you're say you're working with, Five buyers and five sellers. You have 10 bosses. Yes. That all expect you to be doing things if you aren't the boss. If you aren't the one saying, I will do this at this time. And it's okay if it's the next day or two days away, as long as it's appropriate for their need. Right. And you're communicating with them. That's all they want. Because since they're at peace, they're not wondering if you forgot at all. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I think that's true. I also think that you have to alter your schedule as it fills up and gets busier. If you were planning to go to an agent tour or an office meeting or something that you don't have to go to, remove those things from your schedule if all of a sudden your, you know, buyers who are currently looking need you. Like you you have to be able to be flexible in your mm-hmm. schedule and not just 
oh, I want to go to lunch with my friend. I said I was going. Well, maybe it doesn't work out anymore. Reschedule. It certainly comes back to like boundaries and discipline. Discipline is what kept coming to me when I was making notes. Discipline is so hard sometimes. Super hard because you're like, oh, I've been working so hard. When is it going to stop? And I think this is probably even harder for people who thought they were going to do this part-time and are successful and then they're not part-time anymore. Even though they they think they're part-time, it takes a lot of time. So that's why I think going way back to the beginning, you have to understand this is a full-time career. This is not... Mm -hmm you're not going to effectively complete the things you need to complete in full in part-time hours, unless you're super disciplined, like next level. Right. Cause I need probably 40 or 50 hours a week to do all of this. Yeah. Well, it also depends like, what are your income goals? How many clients do you need? But then to be you have to turn with? them away, Alyssa. You can't, that's right. the problem. Who turns them away? Nobody. Cause no. we always function in a scarcity mindset. So if you have an income goal that says you only need two closings a month and all of a sudden you have six buyers, it's time to send some of those people away. Yeah. But no, but mm-hmm. who does that? Do you do it? Right. I don't do it. No, I, I don't send them away, but I do try to see if another time works better. And I'll tell you about my closing that I just had that you saw um, on Instagram. But Let's hear it. So I have a $500,000 listing and I got a sign call. Mm-hmm. And this lady just sounded, she answered all the right questions. She... Um, was pre-approved. She emailed me the letter while we were on the phone. It was legit. She told me she drove by it the day before and loves the yard and that different, all of that. I was like, and she said, I really want to go today at two (laughs) o'clock. Guess who could not go today at two o'clock? I literally was slammed with appointments and I was like, yeah, um, well, uh, and she, I was like, well, how does tomorrow look for you? Well, I really want my daughter to come with me and blah, blah. Anyways, we could not find a later day. And she also, I knew this was a priority. Yeah. She sounded excited. Mm -hmm. She sounded eager. Mm -hmm. She was ready. I'm not going to make her wait three days until I can get there. So I called an agent in our office. I said, listen, I got this sign call. I've asked all the right questions. It sounds legit. If you can show her the house, she can be your client and I just want a referral fee. Yeah. She sold it. (gasps) I love that. And it was like, it was just one of those situations where I could have been greedy. Yeah. And I could have tried to schedule her and make her wait for three days. Right. And your seller could have lost out because she could have found another house in in two days when she was waiting for the third day. Now, if she would have said, oh yeah, Wednesday's fine. You would have made her wait. I would have made her wait, yeah. but she certainly hesitated. She sounded like, oh, I don't know, like stressed out about getting her daughter there. She really wants her daughter to see it. Yeah. And I mean, I just had to, I mean, I sacrificed a lot of commission yeah. by not making her wait and getting both sides of yeah. it, but it was just, the, that's what needed to happen in that right. moment. I think that's a great example. Mm-hmm. We just have to remind ourselves that is, but tough. you know, we we did close, and I got the referral I check. Love it. And I was like, "This is lovely. It's good. You know, I mean, it's not the full amount, no. but it's something." But at the same time, all you really had to do for that was the phone call. That's all. That's I had all to you do. had to do. I mean, that's Answer a lot phone. of money for a phone call. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. That's amazing. Um, I had something that I thought you would find funny. It's a good quote. You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. 
Winston Churchill. Oh, I like that one. Right? Like if you You just gotta keep on going. Now you you can't let things throw you off your path. If you have if you have a schedule and you know what you need to do that day, don't don't let something else jump in line. That's the other thing. Oh, I want to tell this story. So I have been working with this um, like coaching group and it's for entrepreneurs. It's not just realtors. And um, she was doing like a time management audit. So she told me to go on Google and find like a 15 minute calendar. And she, for three days, I had a sheet of paper that had 15 minute increments through the whole day. And I wrote what I did for each 15 minutes so that I could audit how I was because people don't know how long things take they don't, don't know, know how long they're spending mm-hmm. on stuff and so I audited what I was doing you know travel time like everything it was very eye-opening and anyone can go do that and even just do it for a day and see what mm. what are you spending every 15 minutes I had to write down what I had done that's interesting that also kind of help holds you accountable you're going to be a little less off the rails whenever you're writing it down just like dieting sure. you know if you're writing down what you're eating you're going to be more mindful but I still mm-hmm. think it's helpful to be like okay every 15 minutes my alarm would go off and I'd write down what had what had happened well that's interesting because in that study from the University of California they were saying that it take after a distraction. So say you're cleaning out your email, you're answering stuff, you're on a roll, and then your phone rings or you get a text message or you take you just your phone lights up and you click on your Instagram. When you come back to your computer, they say it takes 23 minutes and 15 seconds on average for your brain to get back yeah. into the mode that you were in yeah and that's what happens so if you're getting and then if you're working for five minutes and check instagram again or address your text messages right now yeah you're never going to be in like a good solid you're going to spend more time in recovery mode yeah. than you are in the actual it's kind of like REM sleep yep like REM sleep is where you're the most productive and you get the most sleep and your brain is like refreshing and rejuvenating yep and if you come out of REM sleep it takes so long mm-hmm. to get back to yeah. it yeah and it's this study is showing that you think a 30 second break is not a big to deal. answer a text or to do something isn't a big deal, but it's really becomes a 24 minute. Well, it's the reset part that takes so much time. Yeah. Um, it's not the actual distraction that is quite the problem as much as it is getting back into yeah, it. Yeah. There are a lot of people um, that don't get um, social media alerts on their phone in order to yes. be productive. So I have in some of my tips to turn off notifications. Yeah. I mean, that's the one. Because all they do is make your phone light up yeah. and it makes your brain go, something, mm-hmm. something needs to be looked at. Let me go look at this yeah. right now. Yeah. And um, I mean, ter- and, and like, I don't, the only notifications I have are text messages. Everything else is, and my daughter's daycare. Yeah. Well, right. Um, those are my two things that I get notifications on. Everything else is just silent Mm -hmm. and I go check those things in my break or spare time. Right, when you have time. But like if I'm typing something long or I'm working on something specific, I'll just, my phone is never on loud. It's always on silent. I just always have it on silent. But I will put it upside down next to me. I was about to say that. Yeah. Because I can't. I do the same thing. If it it lights up, there's trouble. So I turn it upside down. Same. I also have a great quote for that. Starve your distractions feed your focus. Mm. So just turn the phone upside down, turn off your alerts, like close out your email. If you're typing something up on a document where you don't need to 
I don't need to have my email. I have all the tabs open, people. I'm not saying that I'm good at this. They're all open. Jay's like, why do you need so many tabs open on your browser? I'm like, because I'm in the middle of stuff. So yeah. like, why am I in the middle of so many things? I just, every everyone has that struggle, I think. Remember back on episode 12, being authentic on social media, we interviewed our good friend, Chelsea Peterson. Here's the deal. Social media is so much more than a pretty image and a basic caption or a real estate tip that you slapped on to go along with it. Trying to connect the dots and figure out all of this on your own is a full-time job in and of itself. After all, you're a real estate agent, not an online marketing expert. The good news is we have a solution that can fill the gap and show you how you can build a personal brand that will make it possible to sell more houses all by showing up powerfully online. The Modern Agent Social Club is the go-to education space for modern agents ready to build a personality-driven brand and show up strategically on social media to become wildly in demand. This exclusive membership includes the six-part Modern Agent Method course combined with the tools you need to implement it and ongoing monthly game plan jam-packed with the strategy and creativity that will produce tangible results. When you have a true strategy behind your social media approach, the competition becomes irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. Irrelevant. This is only open to agents three times a year. So the next enrollment date is coming up June 25th. This is very exciting. June 25th. Okay. We have been given a Hustle Humbly incentive. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. So you go to modernagentsocialclub.com. Correct. And use code Hustle Humbly, one word. Yep. During sign up for $10 off your first month. $10 off, friends. So use your Hustle Humbly code, try it out, see what you think, get some good content. Yes. We love the Modern Agent Social Club and we're just so excited to um, see how much you guys love it too. Enjoy. Enjoy. Um, another thing I've been using a good bit is away messages. Okay, tell me like about my, that. My voicemail. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to change your voicemail. Yeah. And um, I don't know if this podcast has just made me um, used to recording myself because oh, I used to hate right. You didn't want to do it. Okay. My voicemail. Now I'm like, because I used to be like, it has to be perfect. I have to say like, no. hi, or not like, hey. Anyways. So now it's just like, were you like re-recording so, it over and over again to get it oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I used, yeah. Cause I'm like, this voicemail so is forever. Good. It's what people are going to hear. Right? <laughs> it's a permanent recording. Anyway. Yeah. So, but now it's like, if you know your day is slammed, Hey guys, today is Thursday, uh, May 28th. I'm going to be in appointments in and out today, but I'm going to check my phone at 4 PM and address all calls that came in. Yeah. If you would also like a quicker response, send me an email to a Jenkins at whatever, whatever. Um, and then during the day when your phone rings, you're not stressed that you're not answering right. it because you have an away message that explains today I'm returning calls at this time. Yeah. Like I used to try to think of the perfect voicemail that would say like every day I return no, calls at three o'clock. Every day is every different, different in our world. Right. That's very unrealistic. Extremely yeah. unrealistic. I know because every day is different. I'll tell you, I like that. G and I want to point out specifically that you didn't tell them in your voicemail to, if you need an urgent request, text. You said send no. it to my email. They're still yeah. being held like at bay. If you're not in your email, mm -hmm. that's okay. They're not going to come through. I Well, so I also am a fan of the auto text messages yeah. that you can set up where I'll type it out for the day. 
And when a phone call comes in, if you see it, you can just press the text message yes. button and it sends them a text that says, today I have several appointments. I'm going to be on the road until three. Please email me regarding what your call is. Yeah. And then it has my email address so they can just click on it and do it. It's not really saying like respond to this text. Yeah. Um, another thing I do is if I do get text messages during the day, um, I will respond and say, hey, sure, I'll check on that at 3 o'clock. Sometimes I have to screenshot that text and email it That's to myself what I do. or set a reminder. Yeah. Usually I I screenshot it and, te- and uh, email, email it. it to myself. I do too. Same. Because then it'll get buried. They just want to know. They just want to know. know. They just want to hear from you and know when you're going to respond and then they're not wondering. Because the moment that they wonder, they just like call the sign. Yeah. To call the listing agent. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Okay, I also have notes to make things more automated, which I think falls in line with that. So you're doing an auto reply or doing your voicemail. But if you automate things like your search to your buyers or an email campaign or a seller report or any system that you have access to an automation, use it. Then those people are hearing from you even in the busy time. They're still getting an email. Whether or not it looks automated doesn't even bother me. It's still you showing up mm-hmm. in their life saying, this is what's going on. And I think that that's super important to keep everyone in communication. If they need something, mm-hmm. they'll respond. Right. Yeah. The buyer search is just being sent to them automatically. And you know, I think we've already talked about it in our buyer management episode, but like my buyer searches take me 30 to 45 minutes to set up. Yeah. I elim- I go through eliminate subdivisions that don't fit there. I mean it's it's not sending them junk. Right. And um it may only send them four or five houses a week, maybe two or three depending on their criteria, but it goes to them automatically. Yeah. And and I tell them that. You know, I let them know you may get some things that don't work, but they met the criteria, which is why it emailed you, so just disregard the ones you don't like. Yeah. Um but yeah, anything automated like that is just so helpful. Super helpful. Super helpful. Do you have anything that you like love? <laughs> About the what? biggest thing that like like so, in automation? You know, I'm so like you know I'm new to the Instagram scheduled post. Oh yeah, you're loving that. I'm like hooked on it because if I'm just in because I think the problem is it's hard for me to stop a day every day or every two days and write one really good post right. and then get back into work. Like well, it's, if I'm in the, if I'm in the zone, mm-hmm. I'm in the zone and I want to like knock it out. Well, I think that's, so that's it's great. easier for me to do five posts yeah. and like look through my recent pictures and be like, Oh, I haven't posted that. And then I, it's like fun. Right. And then for the next three days, it's like scheduled. Well, this is batch working. I mean, any, yeah. any productivity coach or podcast, they will all tell you to batch work. I mean, pick if you've got to do like, let's say for instance, I keep all of my transactions in a management transaction management software. Why can't I say that? Anyway, I, but so I put them all in wise agent. I don't stop and do that. Like I got two or three under contract last week. I'll sit down all at once and put all three in. So just like knock it out and then move on to something else. So kind of Pull those tasks together, especially admin tasks like that or posting mm-hmm. or something, you know, 
collect them up once a week, have a time when you catch up on that stuff or when you check mm -hmm. in with all your sellers or when you check in on all your, you know, pending transactions or when you check in on all your buyers. If you do it all together, you get in the zone and then you're, it's, it's more effective. You're doing it more quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to have a list of what's urgent though. I, I, I mean, I said this oh. earlier and like know what your priorities are. Um, another agent in my office used to always say to me, <laughs> don't, don't trip over, a, you know, a, a, a dime to pick up a dollar or don't trip over a dollar to pick over, pick up a dime. That's what it is. Don't trip oh, over. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Don't yeah. trip over a dollar to pick up a dime. Like what are your money making activities? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but you have to be mindful of what's actually going to bring you business. What's actually going to make you money. Like don't get distracted by the shiny things. I don't need to be on a Zillow phone call with them selling me for 45 minutes if I'm not going to buy Zillow leads. Right. Or I don't have to be out. nice to the Google ads people who call me on the phone. I can just say, no, thank you and hang up. Right. No, no. So there was a quote that I wrote down about like what to do when something pops in. Okay. What is it? And the, you have to pause. Like so many of us, it sounds like so easy, but so many of us think that we have to just react yeah. like, oh, let me do this. But it says a pause produces patience and prioritizes purpose. Oh, I like that. So pausing mm -hmm. allows you to produce patience. Okay. Okay. Don't let this thing fluster you. Prioritize. Mm -hmm. What are they asking me? Okay. When can I do this? And then it'll just become second nature. So a pause produces patience and prioritizes purpose. Oh my word, the alliteration is super on point. So good. A pause. We love alliteration here at Hustle. We sure do. H H. Um, I I love that though. A pause. So you take a pause. Walk me through it again. Pause. Yes. So a pause produces patience. Okay. So it basically like forces patience. Because yeah. it makes you Take a breath yep. and think about it for like five seconds. Yep. A pause produces patience and prioritizes purpose. Yep. Okay. I like it. So once you actually breathe before right. you just respond, now you can place it where it needs to go appropriately instead of trying to like pull up MLS on your phone and check the flood yeah. zone of this house you were just texted or whatever. Yeah. Um, it actually says, yeah, I'll check that as soon as I get back to my computer this afternoon. Yep. I love it. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the last thing I had written down was that distractions not only hurt your productivity, but they have negative emotional side effects. Oh, let's hear that. So the more, every time you let a distraction come in and then like at the end of the day, you just don't feel like you've caught up. You, you don't feel, you feel like you can't enjoy watching a show. You can't just enjoy dinner um, because you're still crazy. You feel like a failure. And that's because you let the distractions run your day. And when you do that, you feel like you failed. You feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you failed yourself. Yeah. You're like, I'm a bad agent. This person hasn't heard from me. I forgot about this person. It's been two days since I did this. Yeah. And it it does, um, you know, start some self-loathing. It starts like you getting down on yourself. You feel like a fraud. You're not so good. But really, it's just that the boundaries weren't put in place properly. Yeah. 
so there are negative emotional side effects from I totally agree not with that. having boundaries yeah. in place, yes. from allowing the distractions to run your life. And it's okay to tell people to wait. Right. I think that's huge. Okay. So huge. It mm -hmm. is okay. It's okay to tell them to wait. Um, mm -hmm. I have a book I brought that I wanted to show you oh. and tell the people about. I read this book. It's called The One Thing. The One Thing. Yeah. It's got a domino on the front. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. I like that. Um, it is really super good. So if you guys need something to read to help you like with time and priorities, it really goes through like how to get your big things done. Like what's your big why? How do you get that done? What's your one thing is the whole deal. So like what's the one thing that you can do that will make everything else easier or unnecessary is sort of like the theme that goes across the book. And it's just really um, it'll open your eyes to thinking about if you're in your office and you're doing admin work, then close the door, no, like turn off your phone, put it in airplane mode, like do, do things that will set you up for success when you're trying to do a certain task or series of tasks or it was just, I, I thought it was a really good read and I enjoyed it and I read it a couple of years ago and it will just sort of open your eyes to how you're spending your time. I think mm -hmm. I didn't read it, but Tim Ferriss has that four hour work week that I know people really love. Mm -hmm. And I had a quote from Tim Ferriss that said, focus on being productive instead of busy. Mm, yeah, that's good. I know. Um, I also... You, you know what I like about airplane mode? Yeah. Is I feel like when the phone is ringing and the phone is ringing and the phone is ringing, sometimes people hang up like right before it gets to your voicemail or they yeah. hear, hey, it's up, and they hang up. Mm -hmm. But with airplane mode, it doesn't ring. It just says... Today is Thursday, May 28th, and I have several appointments today, but I'm yeah. going to get back to all my voicemails at 3 p.m. today. Yeah. Like, it allows it to just, like, if you know you can't check it. Right. My, the question I've been asking myself lately is, can I even handle this right now? Yeah. No. I can't, I can't do anything about it right, right. now. Nothing. So I don't even need it on. I'm not even looking at it. I'm not even checking it. Okay, I want and then it just works. I agree. I want to say something. Cuz we've say we've mentioned this on other episodes. We're very big proponents of answering your phone. Huge. Like it's a big deal, right? Actually answering the phone. I don't think either of us are saying that this would be a something you would have to do every day or no. it might be mm -hmm. like I'm in a busy time, which could be a week span where a couple of times I need to go into airplane mode. It really is not a daily type of occurrence. And I think that I don't want to give people permission to start ignoring their phone calls. Now, no. you can be mindful of your email and when you check it all the time. Like, I think that's perfectly fine. But there is some importance into answering your phone. So be mindful of, like, what is your level of busyness? Like, are you really having a lot of urgent matters you have to address? Or are you just like, oh, I don't really want to answer the phone. And Hustle Humbly told me I didn't have to. We're not telling you. I'm not you that. telling you you don't have to. I'm just telling you that if you're having trouble with your priorities and overcoming distractions and you've got a lot going on, then yes, make some decisions about when airplane mode is appropriate. Yeah. If you know for the next four hours you're in showings and inspections, maybe it's a good time for an away message yeah. that says why you're not answering your phone yeah. and when they're going to hear back from yeah. you. I think that's fine. Um, I had another one quote that said, when you work, work. When you play, play. Don't mix the two. And that was Jim Rohn. I don't know who that oh, is. Yeah. But 
this is where I struggle the most. Like when it just oozes into family time or like I, I have real trouble turning it off and the distractions can come in both ways, especially like my kids are home for summer right now. They break into my work day, just like my work breaks into their family time. So sure. I, I don't know. How, I don't have the answer for that. Sorry, friends. Well, I think that's the thing is that we are here to give tips. We are here to tell you sometimes distractions ruin your day anyway. Yeah. Um, you need to give yourself grace. Yes. Remind yourself oh no gosh. one's going to die in our industry. Right. You're going to be okay. Yeah. If you lose you that deal, you're going to be okay. Later. Yes. You can handle yeah. it later. Oh my gosh. You can handle it later. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's good. I have one last quote. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'm ready. My main focus is to remain focused. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Isn't that not amazing? <laughs> it takes That's work. Hilarious. Like, it just takes it work. Does. It's not going to come naturally. It's not going to come no. naturally. Oh, and I have a, I, have, I do have a parting tip. I don't remember okay. what I heard, but I basically read a study or an article that said um, productivity studies have found that there is an optimal amount of time that you can be productive, and it is oh. 50 minutes, 5 0, 50 minutes on, and 17 minutes break. So I have ah. done that. Like if I'm having an office day, I would set my timer for 50 minutes. And when it went off, I got up from my desk for 17 minutes. If I wanted to check social media then or walk around or go outside or stretch, then I would do it that way. And I do think that's good. Break it up. Don't feel like you're tied, chained to your desk or whatever it is you're doing. Like break it up. That's like when I have my work at home days and I'm catching up on laundry. That's your Whenever timer. Whenever the dryer Whenever the dryer goes off, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go yeah. fold clothes, maybe clean the kitchen, yeah. maybe check social media, and then you come back. Yep. Yeah. And that also <laughs> avoids you doing the 24-minute re-up every time you get distracted. You know, you're just right. leaving, and then you come back and start again. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Anything else? Look, this is, I have gone through all my notes. You scratched them straight off. YouTube gets to see all the good stuff. I might post a picture in our Instagram I think of that's this a, one. I think that's a great idea. I, I have them all. I had, um, I think I gave you all the quotes except for one that wasn't really a quote, but it was more like one of those fancy things you see on Instagram. It was yeah. stay focused, stay humble, always hustle. Yeah. I like it. I was it. like, how appropriate is that? That is appropriate. It's super appropriate. I think that priorities are always changing and it's always a work in progress. So just keep at it. Friends, find some things that work for you and your schedule and audit, for heaven's sakes, audit your schedule. See what you're actually doing with your time. It all goes back to, to like accountability and just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And it's okay to be like, hey, I have not been doing a good job in this area. Yeah. And tell your spouse, tell, pick an accountability partner yep. even like in your office. If it's someone you live with, say, hey, look, I really want to try my best to shut it off by this time yeah. or not check it when I'm in bed yeah. or, you know, just, and maybe, I mean, there are times where I've had to tell my husband, like, I'm sorry that I've, I've been so slammed, I, you know, and like, I've even told him before, Hey, I just want to let you know this week is really busy, yeah. but I think after this week, we're going to be back to normal. And he's like, okay. You know, he just <laughs> right. needs to, he needs to know. know just like your clients. 
And he needs to know when I need more help than usual. Yeah. Like I may need him to pick up more, pick up Haven more from school. Yeah. I may need more help with the laundry or whatever it is. But like it's okay to just let the people that are really close in your life know, your friends, yeah. your parents, like, yeah. hey, I just want to let you know we can't get lunch this week. Like we, whatever it is, they just need yeah. to know, but we can reschedule for next week. Yeah. That's just a hard pill to swallow when we're going to have to have a whole, a whole nother episode on that. Cause as yeah. a, as a, Sacrifice. as a, right, as a wife and a mom, that asking for the help is like a whole thing. Yeah. Well, we do need an episode on yeah. that. We'll, we'll come back to that friends. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do our toast? Yeah, so I thought that this would be an excellent episode to toast Anna Cornick. Yep. Who has been a guest on our, on our podcast. Yes. And she has her own podcast, which is called It's About Time. Yes, so if you want some actual, real, helpful advice on how to do this, she's got every single episode you will need to figure out time management. Yeah, so I thought, you know, her stuff is so good. And even just her Instagram yes. where she posts tips yes. and stuff. Um, so let's toast to Anna. Cheers to Anna. We love you. Cheers, Anna. We hope we can aspire to be better time managers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're working on That's it. That's right. It's a work in progress. Okay, bye, okay, friends. Bye, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.